Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good Friday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Well, 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 look at this. It only took the President of the United States an entire month to state that he will visit East Palestine, Ohio, the site of the train uh, derailment, and the president says he's going to visit at some point, again, nearly a month after the disaster. The 80-year-old president made the comment after a lunch meeting with Senate Democrats on Capitol Hill, and we all know this comes after weeks of mounting criticism from Republicans, Ohio officials, and East Palestine residents over the Biden administration's response to the February 3rd disaster. But I want to start this morning with a, a story that, that is heartbreaking. It, it, is, it, is, it is truly heartbreaking because this police officer was described as well-known and loved. The off-duty rookie NYPD officer that was involved in a fatal shooting dies by suicide on Staten Island. And we hear so much all the time about alleged negatives involving police, uh, the bad things that police do. But this is a story that is near and dear to my heart in terms of police officers, and I've covered this over the last couple of years, that for whatever reason decide to take their own life. The young man, and think about this, the young man was discovered, his body, by his father and was just appointed to the NYPD in October of 2021 and apparently worked midnights. His father told investigators that his son seemed to be just fine before he went to his bedroom until dad heard a gunshot and ran into the room to find him fatally wounded. He worked in the 60th precinct, which covers Coney Island, Brighton Beach, West Brighton Beach, and Seagate. 
some of this young man's uh, fraternity brothers. And again, he's 22 years old, this officer. Posted online, rest in, rest in peace to brother, uh, to, to this young man. You will forever hold a place in our hearts, not only as a brother, but as a friend, fly high. So with just a year on the job, this officer was involved in a shooting with several other officers and the suspect, 42-year-old Jermaine Hickson, in Coney Island, November 2022. Hickson fired off multiple rounds at cops before he was shot dead and a scene captured on startling uh, uh, video footage. Mayor Adams says after the shooting, he reached out to the officers who were involved because the mayor says, I just know that after an encounter like that of good people, you know what officers can go through. But we don't know, and we don't show the sympathy that we should show to courageous police officers. Mayor Adams went on, 21, 22 years old. These are young children, you know? And the mayor says, and when I communicated with them, I just told them, you're protecting New Yorkers. And the mayor says he was hoping to ease the stress. Adams adding, it just really broke his heart that we lost this young man. This officer is the, this young officer is the third suicide among NYPD officers so far this year. And we are going to take your telephone calls. A number of other topics we're going to get to. 800-848-WABC. 800-848-9222. So think about this for a second. You know, we, we, we think that when it comes to our police officers that this is Hollywood. You you roll on the scene and to a distressed individual, you shoot them in the, in the arm and uh, and and that ends all of this, but it doesn't go down like that. These are human beings. These are outstanding citizens, the police officers that are on the street. And what about the mental anguish that they go through after a, a, a shooting? By all accounts, this sounds like a um, suicide by cop situation. But this 22-year-old young man apparently never got over this and took his, his, his own life. And I say, let's just stop for a second and remember our police officers that are out there each and every day, the men and women of law enforcement around the country that put it all on the line and now his father, who is a retired NYPD sergeant, this is going to devastate his family forever. His son is gone. Besides the police suicide, NYPD, and President Biden, Biden stating he will visit East Palestine, 
Another issue we're going to deal with is transgenders and sports competing against biological women. I've talked about this quite a bit. And now the ex-Kentucky swimmer, Riley Gaines, says transgender battle, the transgender battle in sports is erasing what a woman is. And this, and I've talked about this issue as well, the Canadian transgender teacher with the giant prosthetic breasts finally put on leave up in Canada after parents greatly criticized the school board. Kayla Lemieux has claimed that's the uh, transgender person's name, has claimed to be suffering from a, a condition, a medical condition, which causes massive breast swelling. A cup Z. And this individual is being exposed to children? Listen, I, I get it. I I get it when it comes to the transgender uh, issue. There are people in society that believe they are in the body of someone else that, that they're not supposed to be. And then you have pop culture dictating to people to explore their sexuality. You also have those who have experienced sexual trauma. But we also have to introduce something else into this debate. And I'm not stating in most of the cases here with transgender, but in in a case like what's going on in Canada, we have to introduce mental illness. This transgender teacher walking around the school with (laughs) Z-cup prosthetic breasts and said, no, they weren't prosthetic. And it took all this time for the school district to finally act on this. And so Riley Gaines, the swimmer that refuses, and we're going to your telephone calls in just a second, to be silenced, she says, quote, that we are going back 50 years, and she's referring to women, that it's just not fair and it's not right. And I agree with her. Wait until I tell you what she had to do to compete from starting at age four. And then you have uh, people come along that competed as uh, as men, but now they say they're transgender, and then they get to compete against women. And all of that work all her life went out the window because of what society is tolerating. Let's start with your telephone calls from Asbury Park to Boston, Brooklyn, Astoria, and New Jersey. 
Michael in New Jersey. Good morning. What's on your mind? Yeah. Um, I know you feel very, very bad for this policeman, but let's be honest about it. There's definitely something mentally wrong with him. If, if you no, 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 no. That, Come on, Michael. Wait, wait, Michael, let me finish. Please, please, Michael, I'm going to let you finish, but please don't do that. Okay. That, that's not right. But no, I'm going to let you have your say. But that's okay. not right, man. All right, look, if you find it so difficult being a policeman, quit the damn job and get another job. You don't shoot really? yourself. You don't really? kill yourself. Oh, All right? come on, no. Michael. I, I, mean, I have a lot of respect for you, Michael, but not tonight. Not tonight. Not tonight with what you're saying. Now, off, uh, Michael, I'm going to let you finish, right, because I, I believe in being respectful to people. I really try my best to treat others as I'd like to be treated. But I want you to consider this, right? So, so like, for example, um, you know, I'm a journalist. My daughter went into television journalism. Oftentimes you see the kids do what their parents do. And so his father was a police officer. And okay, so it's it not right to him. And so and so Michael, it's so so maybe it wasn't as easy for this young man to just walk away. And at the end of the day, you're you're blaming the officer to a degree saying that there's something wrong with him. How about the animal that that started the incident? In the store with these officers. You're not saying anything about him, but you're telling me about the officer? What's wrong with the officer? You don't kill yourself. You do not kill yourself. The problem with this country is, I hate to say this, we, we have a country of weak people. Grow up and be a man. If you cannot do the job, if, if, if it's not right for you, he tells his father, listen, being a policeman was right for you, but it's not right for me. This is not the job I care to do. I'll find another job. And if the father is any kind of a person, I'll say, okay, being a policeman isn't right for everyone, just like being any other job. Maybe being a plumber isn't right for everyone. Maybe being a, uh, an electrician, whatever. There are jobs that were meant for certain people and jobs that weren't meant for certain pe for people. If you can't do the job... God damn it, quit. There are plenty of other jobs. Okay, right? Michael, Michael, j just hold on for a second. I'm going to, uh, we have a lot of calls, and I see uh, Jennifer up in Boston, who's very pro-law enforcement. I want I'm not you... against law enforcement. Okay, so wait, 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 wait. I want to bring in Jennifer into the conversation, and you just hold on for a second. I want you two to chat live. Jennifer, you you just I I believe you just heard what Michael had to say. What's your reaction? Uh, good good morning good evening. Um, first of all, Dominic, I want to thank you for your kind indulgence last evening when I was talking about my family member and just it's a very very difficult time in life for a lot of us I find who have just tried to live good and decent lives and do the right things and um, it's just a difficult time for a lot of us. So thank you for letting so many of us speak and being so kind and empathetic. It really meant a lot. Um, if I could, regarding um, what Michael just said, I, I just tuned into the tail end of what's going on. Um, I didn't hear what this particular incident was about. Clearly, an officer. Okay, was so the uh, an officer on Staten Island, apparently uh, a very young man, 22 years old, his father, a retired NYPD sergeant, and uh, mm -hmm. the young man has committed suicide. And he was involved in a uh, a fatal shooting of a suspect 
where this suspect opened fire on the police and four officers of course had to respond and and it sure. sounds like i'm not i'm not a psychologist i'm not a psychiatrist it sounds like the young man was not able to to cope with this i don't know if there yeah, are might, extenuating might, circumstances yeah he might have had ptsd i know several friends um that served um it one of them saw a horrific accident what I won't tell you about, but what he witnessed as a police detective, he never got over, and he struggled for the rest of his life just from one call. So I, I think it's – I usually like Michael's calls. I find him very candid and forthcoming and very common sense. Um, and I like that sometimes he says things that other people are afraid to say out loud, <laughs> you know what I mean, just about blatantly obvious things that um, – but I, I just find it disrespectful. How can you judge someone else's – well-being, you know, their their mindset, their heart, um, and especially at such a vulnerable time um, for his family and his friends. I, I just I just find it disrespectful. But um, I just I want to say quite quickly, too, there was a cop, um, a 32-year-old cop killed in Chicago, um, and um, there was another cop that almost got killed today in Connecticut. And uh, I just think we all owe them a debt of gratitude, as I've said many uh, agree. times before. Uh, agree. And so, uh, Michael, I, I want to give you a chance to respond. Jennifer's listening live to you. She says it's disrespectful what you're saying. Okay. What are you talking about? Who's disrespecting policemen? What I said is if the job isn't right for you, don't take it. Quit. Get another job, okay? In order to be a policeman, you have to have a very strong personality. Now, if somebody wanted to kill themselves and they were going to use me and I was a policeman to do it and they fired at me, I would shoot back at them and kill them and I would go home the next day at night and sleep like a baby. I didn't shoot him. He made me shoot him. In a way, he shot himself. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't lose any sleep over it it wouldn't bother me one bit but i'm a strong-willed person and if that's what it takes to be a policeman and you know you're not a strong-willed person then damn it don't take the job there are millions of other jobs you can take take another job as far as the father's concerned say dad i am not you i am more who i am a weaker person things bother me Okay, I cannot deal with certain things. Okay, job so, so, is not right oh, for me. Okay, so Michael, 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 Michael I, I love you, but but I can't deal with this this morning. Yeah, I thank you and Jennifer. Go, go ahead, Jennifer. I'll give you the final yeah, say. I'm sorry. I, see, that's ridiculous. He knows nothing of what was in that man's heart at the time. He knows nothing of what was in his mind. He knows nothing of his life experience up until that moment with that situation or beyond that situation. So I think it's extremely arrogant of him to say that, you know, this man's not a strong man or he's not the right kind of guy to be a cop. I just say shame on you, Michael. You're usually much better than that. And it's very small minded of you. And it's it's very, very, let's say lack of humanity is shining through in that moment. So bless the officer. May he rest in peace. And may the Heavenly Father comfort his family and friends. And thank you, Dominic, for being you. I and, appreciate and you very I, I, I agree with you, Jennifer. Thank you, uh, Jennifer. Thank you, Michael. Michael, I love you. And normally uh, I, I respect what you say, but but this morning you are you are so, so wrong on, on this issue. Let's see what Jacqueline in Brooklyn has to say. Good morning, Jacqueline. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Um, you know, I have to echo everything that uh, Jennifer said, and I also usually 
uh, agree with Michael. Um, originally, I had called in. I, I told Kenny that that precinct also covers Bay Ridge. Um, it's the neighboring precinct precinct to the area where I live. I'm in the 6-2 precinct. Um, and I happen to have known the uh, deputy inspector that used to be at that precinct. He since retired and passed away this past summer. Um, it's just a terrible tragedy. You know, words seem so insufficient. But what else can you say other than may he rest in peace, condolences to the family, but especially with someone so young, 22 years old, he had his whole future, his whole career ahead of him. Um, I, I will say something a little differently uh, than from what Michael said. Um, I happen to have had a friend whose brother was on the fire department. And having known this man, he's close to my age, uh, from when he was a kid, I said to myself, I can't understand how he passed the psychological exam. But not to insult this police officer, Michael does not know what it feels like to, to, to shoot someone and to kill them at the age of 22 when you've just started a new job Correct. that is probably the most difficult job in existence in the city of New York. So, you know, I, I, again, I, I think he's coming at wrong time. Don't say anything like that. It's a time for condolences. Um, but I don't know what the psychological exam entails for the police department. But if they don't question them and ask them, how would you feel? Would you be able to handle killing someone in, in, in you know, in a split second? Especially someone so young because... Again, it's a situation like in the movies. Oh, why can't you shoot him in the foot? Why can't you shoot him in the leg? Easier said than done, especially when you're in that situation. The adrenaline is pumping. you got a split second to make a decision. Who knows how you would handle that if, if you were in that situation? I wonder how Michael would have handled it if he was in that situation at age 22, just starting a new job. I blame, Jacqueline, I thank you for the call. I blame for this situation. Uh, police were called to respond to this, and I blame the man that opened fire on the police. And, I mean, when you think about it, right, suicide by cop, I don't know if that was the situation here. But we have a 22-year-old officer whose father was a retired sergeant, and now... The father is going to be forced to bury his son. That father will never be the same again. And to, to blame to blame the officer who felt that he had no other alternative, no other out in this situation. Again, maybe maybe I'm biased because I've covered police suicides the last couple of years. And I am telling you that until you're sitting in a room and, and when you're talking to the loved ones and the emptiness that they feel over having lost their love, their lives are never the same. And that's what we have to keep in mind. We have to honor this police officer. I'm not going to focus on, on Michael, but, but uh, because normally he has a lot of good to say, but on this one, he is way off point. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we're dealing with the issue of transgenders and, and, and sports events uh, against uh, women 
And as you know, my position on this is a major no-no. It's not fair. They're doing it for unfair reasons. I'm sorry. We have to call it for what it is. We're dealing with Biden saying that now he'll go to the site of the uh, train derailment a month later in East Palestine. And uh, we are also dealing with the officer of this police suicide. When we come back, the Upper East Side, Brooklyn, Astoria, Asbury Park, and also New Jersey. We'll be right back. Talk Radio 77, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. I'm looking at my Twitter, Dominic TV, Dominic TV, a man that I have enormous respect for, political consultant O'Brien Murray, who was with Frank Morano on yesterday's program, uh, just tweeted, Memories Last Forever, and the NYPD is the support group that this officer needed. Michael was out of line on this one. Disrespectful. Let's see what Loretta in Brooklyn has to say. Good morning, Loretta. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Thank you. Uh, My heart is pounding. Michael um, has no right to pass judgment on another human being. The judge of all of us is upstairs. And there's an old saying, don't pass judgment on me until you walk a mile in my shoes. He doesn't know what it feels like to put on that uniform every day and go into work mode. That's not a job. It's a career. My brothers were in Korea. My husband was in Japan and Korea. They're trained killers. So are all police officers. Every day they fight a war, an invisible war. He'll never know what it feels like to be in that position. This young man was son of a retired police officer. Maybe he felt obligated to join the force and try his best. You don't know. How can he be so callous and careless with his words? My heart is pounding. Well, uh, calm down, Loretta, and uh, I, I agree with you. And and let's stop and think for a second. Remember, we have legalized marijuana now. So the, these kids will, you know, they just, they're disrespectful of the police. They throw water on police in the summertime. They talk any way that they want to to police officers, like their parents have never taught them anything. In some cases, the parents have not. Uh, taught their children something. It is a very tough situation. As a police officer, you've got to be coach, social worker, mental health counselor, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and, and probably uh, 10 other jobs. And yes. we send them in to do an impossible job in communities that have enormous problems. And that's with, the truth about it. With not much reward or, or a thank you, uh, I, I too, am in the 6-2 precinct. When I passed 
to go shopping on Beth Avenue and I see the guys outside because they're changing their shifts, I yell across the street, I love you guys. And they give me the, the whoa, whoa, they see a little old lady with the shopping cart and all this. I mean, anything to lighten their burden. You have and, to and, give- and, Loretta, I agree with you, and it's something I think we all should do. I go out of my way whenever I see a police officer to stop and say thank you. And you should see the look on their face like, wow, you know, someone's saying thank you. They, they, they have a job that's thankless. That's the bottom line. Loretta, thank you for the call. I, I appreciate you this morning. Let's go, to, uh, let's go to Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry. What's on your mind? Yes, hi, Dominic. Okay, um, listen, um, I want to try, try to tie together two different subjects here because I didn't feel like the treatment of Michael was fair. So I was just going to say... As far as okay, the tra- okay, but wait, wait, Larry, Larry, for for the I, w- I want you to make your point. But are you on speaker? Because again, we're having trouble with your phone. No, I'm not on speaker. Okay. Okay. okay so all right. So so we'll try and tolerate it. Go right ahead. All right. Now the point of the matter is, you know, in Penn State, they had this. Uh, they had that transsexual swimmer. Um, I forgot her name. I'm not good with retaining these names. But uh, she, uh, you know, what I'm talking about. Right. Leah, Leah Thomas? Right, the one that set all the records. Now, yes, okay. She, okay, what she did was she went in, in that locker room. She started exposing herself. She was getting a little bit too liberal about how she changed. She was supposed to change in a very uh, a modest manner. Apparently, she couldn't stick to that because she said, quote, unquote, she still likes women a little bit. So we have a transgender situation where, the woman not only imagined herself as a okay, woman. Okay, wait, Larry. Wait, Larry. You you know you know I'm a journalist and and I I believe in being factual. I have not read a comment like that from Leah Thomas. So I'm going on the assumption that your facts are accurate. My facts are accurate. You just haven't read that. She said I I I like women still. So apparently she didn't only imagine herself as a woman, but she imagined herself as a lesbian who likes women. Okay, so, okay, fine. Now the point is these women who were offended in Pennsylvania, a very conservative place, they had a chance to go to the district attorney uh, to, to uh, criminally prosecute for exposure. He's a high school, he's a college no, girl. No, 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 Larry, come on. Huh? We, we, we got we to be realistic here. Now, you, you, wait, Larry, you know Larry, Larry, wait, wait, Larry, Larry, I'm going to let you finish. You, But we've got to make sense. You had the entire University of Pennsylvania behind Leah Thomas. Do you think that the district attorney is going to get involved in something like that? Of course not. Yeah, because it's conservative. What are you talking about? It's conservative in Pennsylvania. But the reason they didn't do it, let me make my point. The but, Larry, I don't it, have all day. you got to get I, to the okay, point. I'm getting to it because the reason they didn't do it is because they would be subject to the same the same appropriation as you gave Michael, Okay. Oh, he's insensitive. They're insensitive because they're going to the DA. The same thing you gave Michael, that's why they didn't do it, okay? And they should have done it, okay? They, okay, because- okay, Larry, I, I don't know. I don't know where you're getting these facts from. I don't know what you're talking about. And and it's all out of la-la land. There is a, those female swimmers had absolutely no voice. They couldn't even stand up and object. They had to do it privately, and their parents had to do it for them with the Leah Thomas situation. And they're now just coming forward. And so for you to say that they could have gone to the district attorney, I, I don't know what, what, you're, what you're thinking. I read that, Dominic. I read it. 
Okay, you know, well, don't don't case. believe don't believe everything you read, my friend. But but Larry, I appreciate the call. I have a lot of calls. I have to move on. Something's wrong with your phone, Larry. It sounds like you were on speaker, so maybe we can um, somehow you can fix that situation. I enjoy chatting with you. Let's go to Tommy in Brooklyn. Good morning, Tommy. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Hi, good morning, Dominic. Always a pleasure to speak with you. I, I've heard Michael in the past, and and I and you know, and it felt that he was an intelligent, cogent orator. And uh, I understand his reasoning to a degree, and I just don't think that this is an appropriate time to speak about it the way he was. And maybe Michael could find a filter for that, maybe a better time and place filter. Um, and I have family in the six O, and uh, and I've had horrible feelings all day because I heard of this, you know. And I can empathize with this police officer. It's not easy, uh, you know, when somebody's shooting at you. You know, it's uh, it's 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 not a nice feeling, you know. And um, for me, I, I was in Iraq. I spent two tours in Iraq, and I and every time you, got, I got scared crap the first time I got shot at, and and every time ever time after that, you know. And the police are in their own war out there, and the things that go on, and you know, in your mind after somebody shoots at you, you just don't know what's going to happen. And it's a shame that he didn't get help. But I I, I pray for the family. I really do. I pray and, for him and as well. I, and I, I pray for the family as well, Tommy. And, I, and again, I blame the suspect in this case from the shooting yeah. he was involved with. It, it's that man's fault that opened up fire on four police officers. It really does sound like a cop by suicide situation. But we never stop to think about the impact on the cop, the police officer mm. that has to fire the shot. Because some person, I'm not even going to describe the individual, but you know, doesn't even have the nerve to do it themselves, but they want a police officer to take them out. And it is horrible. Thank you, Tommy, for the, for the call. It is horrible what happened to this 22-year-old young man, police officer, who took his own life. His father, a retired sergeant on the job. Let's go to John. Let's stay in Brooklyn. Let's go to John, and we say good morning to you, John. What's on your mind? Uh, two things. Let me first talk about quickly about Leah Thomas. As a fellow Ivy Leaguer, I don't think she should be uh, the Ivy League champion uh, at Penn. Um, it, it should be by largely a woman, not 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 a transgender person. Uh, but more to the point, uh, I, I am overwhelmed by what Michael said, and I agree with virtually every caller who has call to condemn him uh maybe at some other point what what he said might have been appropriate but not to not tonight not today uh, my heart really goes out to the father and the rest of the family um and like you whenever i can i usually go out of my way to thank the police for their work because i know what they're doing is at times difficult and they're not getting enough respect from us the general public which I think is a, a mistake. No doubt about it, John. Uh, and it's something that I think all of us should do on a daily basis. It, it doesn't cost you anything to say, no, good morning, officer. Thank, thank you, officer, for what you do. Thank you, officer, for putting your life on the line to protect all of us. And, and you know what, John? Maybe maybe if, if many more of us did that, we'd be in a better position in terms of police-community relations. Absolutely. I agree with you. I, I think you should. And, you know, the thing is, you know, with all the complaints that, oh, well, it's the white cops uh, mistreating the darker members of our community, most of the police force now is not non-white. 
And I am not going to judge a a person, uh, especially someone who's wearing one of our uniforms, whether it's a firefighter or a police officer, by his or her ethnic background. They, they, they are worthy of respect, regardless. We, we, we agree, John, uh, 100% as it relates to this issue. I thank you uh, for this call. Let me go to Rob. Rob in Staten Island. Rob uh, says that he knew the officer that committed suicide. Is that accurate, Rob? How are you, Dominic? I knew him for just almost 10 years. Wow. Tell me about this this, uh, 22-year-old officer. He was a great kid, fantastic hockey player, always helped me out with whatever I needed. We were both into cars. We both hung out almost every day after school, worked on our cars when we got our licenses, hung out every night once we got our licenses, even beforehand. He used to ride his bike to my house. I mean, it... I, every day, and he was, you know, great grades in school. Me and him, even when we didn't have same, the same classes, we still made time to see each other during the day. And to hear that Michael say, you know, oh, he wasn't cut out this, he must have had other problems. He had no other problems. I knew his whole family. They were all great people. His little brother, great person. They're all great people. And it's what happened. Like you said in the previous segment, he, it, this guy, came at them. He it was a life or death situation. He survived. That first bullet hit that passenger eight pillar. I saw the video. He could have been dead if that bullet was just two millimeters to the, to the left. And then, and then we'd be dealing with a different situation. So that I'm clear, Rob. Uh, so my assessment, uh, and, and basically the assessment that's out there in the public is that his life changed dramatically after this uh, this fatal shooting that he was forced uh, to to respond to after this man opened fire on him and the other officers. Yep, you're completely correct. I mean it 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 can't be easy. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't know, but it can't be easy to take another like even when it's someone like that that's just like you said trying to get killed by a police officer by opening fire on them. It can't be easy to just take to take a human life. I mean, I, I just saw him. He was over at my house for the Super Bowl. I mean, we were laughing. We were watching. I, I, I'm stunned. We spent the whole day crying, me and all my friends. Did did the officers seem different uh, after this shooting? or or Because oftentimes uh, in situations like this, the individual will mask the problem where, where very few will know the depression that's going on inside of them. That's the problem. We all we all thought he was fine. We all kept high spirits afterwards. We all rallied behind him through everything. We would we would have never known. We I was woken up at six in the morning with the call. I was I I was on the floor almost getting out of bed. I couldn't believe anything. So Rob, do you know his father, the retired police sergeant? What can you tell me about his dad? Great man. He's a strict man, but a great man. I've had many conversations with him. I've sat at his kitchen table for hours talking to him. He is a great man, and his mother's a strong woman. And so before I let you go, this is somewhat of a silly question, but but how much do you think this is going to impact this family? Because it seems to me that dad and mom will never be the same again. 
I I agree completely. And and his his brother is only a few years younger than him, and he was getting ready to follow in his father's footsteps too. I mean, it's 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 scary. I don't know. I losing a child can never be easy, but especially when it's in, through this line of work, it can never be easy. Rob, in parting, is there anything you want to say about this that I didn't ask you? Just that you know what it's we need we need better better mental health services for these police officers. We the community has got to support the police more. The mayor has to support the police more. It's an ongoing problem that's only going to get worse. Rob, thank you for the call, and and I'm sorry that that a friend of yours uh, felt that he had no other option than to uh, take his life. It it breaks my heart as someone who's covered these types of stories for the last couple of years. Thank you very much for the call, Rob. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Have a great night. God bless. Same to you and your family, and of course to the officer and uh, his family. We see all of your calls, folks. Folks, We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, and we're going to go to the Upper East Side, a story of Brooklyn, Asbury Park, Suffolk, and New Jersey. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. The House Ethics Committee has officially opened up an investigation into Congressman George Santos. He's already under the microscope of federal and local prosecutors. And the 10-member House Ethics Committee says that its investigation into Santos will examine whether he broke the law during his campaign or in connection with the financial services firm, whether he failed to properly disclose information to Congress or engaged in sexual misconduct with the job applicant. So this is an ongoing situation, but we are discussing a number of issues this morning, and I want to go right back to the telephone calls. Of course, coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. Let's go to Tom in the Bronx. Good morning, Tom. What's on your mind? Okay, Dominic, look. Y'all are dead wrong. Mike was not wrong, okay? Why is it your opinion is truth and nobody else's is, okay? What wait, wait, Tom, 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 wait, 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 Tom, Tom, let's go point by point. When have you ever heard me say that my opinion is the ultimate fact? When have you ever heard me say that? You're trying to push it now. You are making excuses for why this guy killed himself. Nobody knows why they do it. You are trying to do it now. We just heard from the man's friend. We just heard from his friend that says the shooting pushed him over the edge. I'm sorry. We are human beings. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for that cop. I'm sorry for anybody. But y'all are making this wrong with your opinions. Making you wanting your opinion to be heard and everybody else is not good. How can you talk like? Okay, so so, so let me let me let me let me put this question. Let me put this question to you. Do you have any sympathy for this officer or his family? Of course, a human being is a human being. I don't care in what capacity. Of course, I do. Okay, so so even though you're qualifying the comment to include everybody, I specifically asked you about the officer and his family. Okay, Dominic, this is life. 
this is life. I am sorry. Everybody gets hurt by this, not just him. This is life, man. It happens. See, see Tom, I am not no, 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 notice, how, notice how no matter what I say to you, you're expanding the comment to include everybody? No matter what I ask you about this officer, and it's this officer that's going in the grave, a 22-year-old okay. kid because of some, some person that sparked an incident that should have never happened, and you're telling me about everybody. The man is a police officer. That is his job. I'm sorry. If it wasn't for him, God bless him, it would be worse crime in this city. He is a police officer. He took the job. He knows the job entails. I am not demonizing him. I feel sorry for him. But y'all are wrong for putting your opinion on him and making other people wrong and making an excuse for him because nobody knows why he did it. How can a hypocrite tell somebody else that they, that they shouldn't do something that they do? Okay, your your opinions are your opinions, and everybody else has a right for their opinion. You are wrong for saying Mike was wrong for for stating his opinion because you don't agree with it. That is wrong, man. Well, when when somebody just died and it, and it hasn't been twenty four hours, it, you know, I I was raised on the tradition, Tom, of if you don't have anything good to say, keep it to yourself. And so this is not the time when a young man that gave his life for this city, and we don't know what pain he has been in over the last couple of months mentally over this shooting, where apparently his father didn't know what was going on. So in my opinion, it's wrong, Tom, of what you're saying, because you you, want to say it's the job. It comes with the job. Would you say that, Tom, if it was your son? Two cops do, man. Are you first? You said don't throw. You, you said wait, 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 wait. Well, I want to make sure I heard go. you, Tom. You said what do cops do? That's their job. That is okay. Their so, job. so, but, so because it's be their job, so, 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 so they're supposed to John Wayne the situation like the movies, and it really doesn't matter emotionally. Is that what you're telling me, Tom? It's up to them, but they are to protect. Oh. The law. They'll protect people. That is up to them. You can't get away from this, man. You can't okay. uh, give your opinion as truth. Bless the guy. Say a prayer for him. Don't do this. That's why we shouldn't speak on things when they happen before we think of it. No, what you're really saying, Tom, is that you're trying to make an excuse and blame the officer for his death when you should be condemning the, the suspect that made those officers open fire. But I thank you for the call, Tom. I'm just short on time, so I have to move on. Let's go to Mike in Brooklyn. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. How are you doing today? Good. Go right ahead, please. Good. A police officer has to be ready to uh, bring a baby into the world, take a breath, have lunch, and then be able to take a life out of this world. Unfortunately, that man was put in a position where he had to use his weapon. There's no way around it. The man was a hero. The guy Michael Agreed. is off base, off base of what he was saying. You, if he would have said, "Oh, I'm not going to be a police officer no more," and then still did what he did, God, you know, God bless his family, man. Because I tell you right now, it don't only affect his entire family; it affects his family, his friends. Thank God for Robert, for the, I think his, that gentleman whose name was Robert, the, yes. the, the beautiful talk about him. And, and it also affects all those other police officers that were on there in, in that same shooting and their families. This is not a one, one situation, bing, bang, boom, it's done. I mean, the man is a hero. 
And I know it for a fact because I come from a police family. I I agree with you, Mike. He's a hero. And, uh, you know, it's tragic that he took his own life, but he was forced to do what he had to do. Nobody wants to talk about what made a suspect open fire on four police officers. How don't we, why don't we discuss that instead of judging this officer? The guy was a dirtbag. He, he got what Thank he deserved. You. He got Thank killed. You, you, you know what, Mike? Dead. You know what, Mike? I was trying not to say it this morning, but thank you for putting it out there with exactly what I'm thinking. Period. And so his yeah. life, and I hate to say this, his life that was worthless, he made four officers get involved in this situation. And now one of those officers, 22 years old, has taken his own life. Right, and God, I hope, I hope no one else does, because that's going to affect the other three officers that were involved in the shootout. Of course, of course. And, and their families, and their friends. It's a ripple effect. And I know for a fact, because my father's partner had his head blown off back in the 70s. And as a kid, your father goes out the door, you don't know if he's coming back. That's a big play in, in in the situation. Those police officers are heroes. Case Agreed. closed. A case closed. Hands down. Period. End of story. Absolute heroes that have to deal with garbage and nonsense each and every day. Mike, thank you for the call. Let's go to Robert in Suffolk County. Good morning, Robert. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. I'm very sorry to hear this. An officer's first shooting is the hardest. And I feel like Rob did. He did not get the right amount and kinds of support. And neither did his family that the NYPD and even the government, uh, Mayor, Mayor Adams' office, should offer him. And I have one bit of good news for you and David in from the Bronx. Eli Lilly has announced that their full line of medications for David's problem, they are making them available for a single monthly copay of $35. Well, I'm sure that's great news for David, but I'm not sure of the health problem, and I I don't really want to discuss that right now publicly, Robert, over the radio. But I will find out from David specifically uh, what this relates to. But I do thank you for the call. Let's go to Vito, Staten Island. Vito, what's on your mind? Dominic, how are you? I'm retired from PD. I did 20 years. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Thank you. I've been involved in two shootings, three actually, two where I actually shot people. All right. Uh, The first one, I still picture in my head how it all went down. Um, and you know, the, the thing is, it's, 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 you, you could be second guessing. I know the first time it happened with me, I, you know, I was, it was in Brooklyn. I was in a seven, seven precinct right after the scandal hit, I got transferred there. And that's when you had that pig DA, Liz Holtzman, who was anti-cop. She started this cancer and, uh, this anti-cop cancer. And right after all was said and done, you know, I had my uh, union rep there, Bobby Everest from the 71 Precinct, great union guy. I'm sitting in the office, and I'm, I'm having my Miranda rights read to me by the DA, like as if I did something wrong. Wow. And that's the problem. 
Wow. I went to a grand jury. It got blown out. But this is the game that they play. And, and just so everyone that can listen that's hearing my voice right now, in September of 2005, this is why we have a Second Amendment, because it's to protect ourselves, not just from the government. But we have to protect, protect ourselves from animals. But in 2005, the Supreme Court ruled that the police have no duty to protect us. I hope people understand that. That's why, that's why they don't want us to have guns, because they know what, that, that there are good people out there that will do things and defend our country and, our, and themselves. And this is the insanity that's going on out there today. And, Vito, I, I've got to move on. Yeah. Uh, Frank is here standing by. But what I want to say is that you just said to me you still remember your first shooting. It, did I hear you accurately? Correctly. It, it's like it's, it's as if it happened. It, it, it happened so suddenly. Um, it, it, it almost it, – it, I, I didn't even remember pulling the trigger. I'll put it to you this way. Wow. That's, that's, wow. How, that's how it went. It was just, you know, it was just, um, it, it, it just happened. It, it just, you know, it just boom, and, and and the guy went down. He's like, you know, ah, like he felt like a sack of potatoes. I mean, I didn't kill him, thank God. I, I you know, I mean, I don't, it's not like I wanted I, to kill I somebody. You, I hit him know, in the head. I, I hear you, and, and we're thankful that, that you made it out of that shooting and the other shootings okay. Thank you, Vito, for the call. I'm joined now by Frank Morano coming up next, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, Frank. Good morning, Dominic. Happy Friday. Great job uh, sitting in you. for uh, James Golden this week. I've been getting rave reviews from uh, everybody that's Thank been hearing you. you in the afternoon. Thank you, and I'll be back again today at 4 o'clock in for James Golden. What do you have coming up? All right, well, as we do each and every Friday, I will do Ask Frank anything in hour one of the program whatever people have questions about i will do my best to tackle them uh we got denunciations coming up where i I get off my chest anything that uh, people have done this week that have bothered me movie reviews with debbie schlussel and she's also an attorney so i'm going to get her take on this murdoch guilty verdict in that murder trial as well as this fox dominion lawsuit Uh, some other fun stories that i'll squeeze in over the next four hours as well so you're not going to keep me up all night with another great show, are you? <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Frank Morano, the other side of midnight coming up next. Folks, I'll be back at 4 o'clock, 4 to 5, right here. Talk Radio 77, WABC.